chance on here. Pulisic picks up the loose ball and he could be in. Christian Pulisic for Chelsea, 1-0! Quick thinking by Alisson, and if Salah could lift it, still Salah, Salah! The Ghost Goal Podcast. Welcome back to the Ghost Goal Podcast. The Champions League, the best competition in sports, returns this week. The round of 16 is upon us, and we are going to preview all the games. Well, not all the games. We're going to preview all of the matches coming up over the next few weeks. So, I'm Andrew Pissarro, alongside Alex Moss and Javier Revelo. How's everybody doing? These are the champions, the champions. We're yeah, back, baby. We're back. I haven't heard that theme in a long time. It's God, it soothes my soul. my own team. Just takes me to another plane Why am I on this podcast? Existence. Why am I on this podcast? Yeah, you know what, Javier, go ahead I and hang up. I shouldn't even do the Champions yeah, League We should have done this at Go ahead and right. hang up. Me and Andrew, the experienced <laughs> Champions League watchers, we will... Uh... Uh, no, no, no. You need, a, you need a neutral perspective from someone who's not in the Champions League to, to set you straight. Sure, let's go with neutral. And make good predictions. Keep telling yourself that. <laughs> yes. I'm, Keep telling yourself you know, that. That's what I am to you guys. For all of our latest and greatest, follow us along on... on uh, Social media at Andrew Passar at ASMOS92 at Rev 9 and at Ghost Gold Pod. We've got eight ties. I'll whip through them real quick, and then we'll start with them. RB Leipzig taking on Liverpool, Barcelona, Paris Saint-Germain, Sevilla, Dortmund, uh, Juventus, and Porto, Atletico Madrid, Chelsea, Lazio, Bayern Munich, Atalanta, Real Madrid, and Borussia Mönchengladbach against Manchester City. Uh, interesting note is both the Leipzig and Liverpool tie and the Mönchengladbach and Manchester City tie. Both of those games might be played in neutral stadiums all entirety because of COVID restrictions involving Germany. We're not really going to get into the nitty-gritty, but no, I mean, I th- we'll start I mean, with... We kind of should, depending on the matchup, because the Atletico Chelsea one's being moved to uh, Bucharest as well. So, it's- I, As much as I... I don't know how much that's really going to... It is going to affect things, especially in terms of like pitch um, dimensions to some extent, but there's no fans, so... To some extent, I don't know how much it's really going to affect the tie. Is the way I look at it. All right. It would be like I guess it'd be one thing if like, oh yeah, there's going to be fans at the game in Germany, but no fans at the game in England. I think that would equate I, more I, than I just like feel location. Weird about I know we've already done the neutral stadium thing, and it's happening now. Like there's no stopping it. But it just feels weird doing two-legged ties and having like the away goal rule. Which, which doesn't seem like it should really apply. Like, I don't know. I mean, I get that they they have to sell so many TV dollars, but it feels like this could have been done in like single elimination at neutral sites, kind of process. Like, just it, it just kind of kills the tournament a little bit that like some teams are going to be playing in Eastern Europe for their home game, and other teams are going to get to play at their home stadium, like Barcelona and you know plenty of other teams. So. It'll yeah. have an effect, I think. I don't. I don't think it's like something you should just ignore. 
All right, well, let's get into one of those matchups. And then we'll start with uh, RB Leipzig taking on Liverpool. The first game will be this Tuesday, the 16th. The second leg, about a month later, Wednesday, March 10th. Uh, that first game is going to be played in Budapest in Hungary um, as the English team could not enter into Germany without having to quarantine for two weeks. And Leipzig get Liverpool at quite literally the, the best time. They're playing quite possibly their worst, their worst football under Jurgen Klopp in his five-plus years at the club. And Leipzig are a team that went deep in the Champions League last year. They did just get the news that uh, one of their star center backs is going to be moving to Bayern Munich. But I still expect professionalism from this Leipzig team. Also, weirdly, weirdly, like Upamecano is the, the, the player that Andrew's talking about. But he hasn't been like that big of a part of this Leipzig side. You know, during the time that he's been there, he's been injured a lot. And when you see him play a consistent string of games, you can see how good he is. But it, he always gets these little nibbling injuries. So, I mean, it remains to be seen if he can stay fit at, like, the highest level. Um, but he didn't even play over the last weekend, over Leipzig's win this last weekend. Um, him and Konate were both on the bench. And I think Leipzig are going to win. At least, <laughs> I think they're going to win the first leg. And then, I don't know, they could get a draw in the second leg. But... I'm sure I think on get form good odds alone, on it. I think on form alone, the, the smart pick would be Leipzig. Like Liverpool probably have quote unquote uh, heavy I don't know about that. I, I still feel like, like Leipzig. Like, I feel like I don't know. They probably not. They've lost like four straight games right now. Neither of them are favorites. They're both quote unquote underdogs. But and the the, the draws at plus two fifty. And like as a Liverpool fan, I'll say this: going and getting a draw, a score draw in this first game is quite is like literally. I don't think we could ask for much better than that. Getting a 1-1 draw and then trying to take care of business in the second game when hopefully the center backs have been blooded a little bit more is more or less the best we can do. There's still no Diego Jota. There's going to be no Fabinho for this first leg. Oh, that's probably why he didn't play them because he's probably saving them for Liverpool. Now that I think about it. (laughs) I didn't realize the the game was for two days. They were also playing Augsburg, which I don't know how good they are in the Bundesliga right now. But, yeah, they were playing the the team in 13th in the Bundesliga. And and Leipzig are now four points behind Bayern Munich in the the Bundesliga. And Bayern have game in hand. But I'm definitely not confident. Like, this is the least amount of confidence that I've had in Liverpool in a Champions League tie. Like, Leipzig was one of those teams that I did not want. They got out of the group of death, which had to deal with Manchester United and PSG and even uh, Istanbul Bashakahir, I want to say. That like that was a solid group. So Leipzig have played well. They're second in the second in the Bundesliga. And it's funny, like Liverpool have done some business with Leipzig before. And like I don't think Navi Cates is expected to play in this game. And obviously Sadio Mane coming through the Red Bull pipeline, as did Takumi Minamino, who's not with the club right now. But in all honesty, I'm going to pick Liverpool. But if I was betting on to to win the tie or to win the whole thing, I would probably take Leipzig to go through if I was like gambling on it. But I will not be gambling on it because I'm going to take Liverpool. So that just sounds like you're yeah. picking Leipzig. <laughs> sort of. But I'm telling everybody else to bet on Leipzig, but I'm taking that, Liverpool. That to me translates to pick Leipzig. But I understand you picking Liverpool, obviously. Because I'm gonna pick them too. Leipzig are obviously like a very big threat. They have a lot of like very multifunctional players who can play lots of different positions, and it's probably one of the closest things you'll see in Germany right now to the total football of you know the Dutch teams of the the 70s. 
where all of these players like Tyler Adams, Klosterman, Mukiele, Amadou Haidara, and then even Emil Forsberg, who was used to be an attacking midfielder, they now play him sometimes as a false nine. You never really know what you're going to get in terms of the the what players are going to fit in where in the formation, and even when they line up, it's not it's going to be very fluid throughout the game. But uh, I think the duration of, of, of which this like first round takes, like it takes like you have three weeks between the first and the second leg. I think in that time, if like you said, Liverpool get like a score draw or something in the first leg, I think they can turn their form around enough to uh, win that second leg. I, I mean, I don't really know where it's going to be. So if it's not an infield, that definitely will hurt them with or without fans. But I, I think though they, they can turn their form around and, and like in time that my rule of the Premier League club beating out the, the Bundesliga club most of the time is going to come to fruition here. Well, most of the time, yes. But the reason I'm, I'll give my argument for Leipzig now is a couple of reasons. Number one, they're the the, the only team that's really challenging Bayern right now for the title. They're like four but, points mean, behind them. They're not really. We all, like, I mean, Bayern are, are probably going to win. Yeah, but 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 this is a team that they don't really have like someone who's like a big out and out goal scorer that has a bunch of goals for them. I don't think they have anyone in the double digits. They, no, Angelino um, is their leading goal scorer. Their left wing back. Yeah. And he's been playing in the midfield. Former MLS star Angelino. Yeah. But I think Nagelsmann is, you know, he shows his best in the Champions League and strategically in these two-round ties. And I think Klopp right now and, and Liverpool, they're in a dogfight for top four. Like, the Leicester loss now has them, you know, just completely in and around it with everyone. And every, they're, they're going to be there till the end, so... But like the, the you know that the defensive problems aren't going to get that much better till the end of the season till they can really. Like, but I think in someone like uh, Kabak who they brought in, I know he's not one of my things about him in the Premier League is that I don't think it's necessarily true he's going to settle down right away, and be excellent in the Premier League. Uh, but against RB Leipzig, he's played against this opponent like plenty of times over the last couple of years at Schalke and uh, mm-hmm. before that at Stuttgart, I think. Can't remember, I can't remember where in Germany he was, but he was somewhere else. So this is the rare opponent in Champions League that you can say, hey, we have an experienced Bundesliga defender, even for a 20-year-old, who can uh, play against someone like RB Leipzig, who he's, he's seen before, and you know not be a complete liability. So uh, uh, whether it's Henderson behind, next to him uh, or somewhat, someone else, that remains to be seen and, and probably won't help, but... I think again by that second leg, Liverpool will have like rounded into enough form that they can win that tie and go through. But yeah, I, I can see why you would pick uh, Leipzig. I think I just think Nagelsmann's one of the best coaches in the world, and I think in in tactical matchups, he's shown to be able to get bet the most out of like less players. So well, well, newsflash, Javier, uh, they gave out an award for best manager in the world this past year, and they gave it to Jurgen Klopp. So just yes, uh, yes, yes, don't forget that Nagelsmann. He's the next Klopp. I mean. If he wants to take Jurgen's spot at Liverpool when he decides to call it quits, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. Uh, I wouldn't say no to him. You know. No, that'd be a good move. That'd be a good move. All right, moving on here. Let's go to Barcelona, Paris Saint Germain. Same days as the Liverpool games: uh, Tuesday the sixteenth, Wednesday the tenth, and in classic Neymar form. He's going to miss this because he picked up an injury. The amount of times that we've seen Neymar get injured in the round of sixteen games is inexplicable 
This is a tie that he's been very excited about. Everything that I've seen, he really wants Messi to come join him at Paris Saint-Germain, and they have the opportunity to match up against each other. Also, Messi having some absolute golosso this weekend in the Barcelona game. But I, I find it hard not to think that Paris Saint-Germain are heavy favorites to probably win both of these games just because... PSG have all of the things that should be able to expose the Barcelona weaknesses. Like, I, I also see these games as PSG should be able to dominate the ball against Barcelona, which is something you normally don't see. Well, what do you guys think? Uh, I don't know. I think I think Barca that we that we were watching the first, you know, three months of the season, and then after the, their restart, like their, like, three-week break that they had, and then the Barcelona that's come back, I think they look a lot better now than they have... At any point, mostly obviously because of Messi's form, I mean the way he's been playing in the in the last since the like the turn of the year has just been yeah, they, banging in goals and they've and got seven straight and, wins in La Liga right now. Yeah, so seven straight wins. So not, not on bad form, and they're also getting healthy at the right time. So it's right. going to be close. I, I'm still picking PSG because I, I think Neymar is supposed to be back for that second leg, but uh, there's also just big questions about. Which of their uh, Barcelona's center backs will be healthy because the PK's had injuries and is just coming back recently. Uh, Umtiti's been in and out. Lenglet has just come back recently, and they've been playing these two young, like twenty-one-year-olds, Ronaldo Araujo and Oscar Mingueza, who are like, I, from what I've seen, they're usually pretty mistake-prone, um, and they've been able to overcome that with uh, pretty like better offense in La Liga. But against uh, Paris Saint-Germain, if there's any sort of hole in that defense that PSG can just pick at, I'm sure they'll be able to. So uh, I think it'll be PSG, but it's going to be it's going to be close. I think. And the, the thing is, too, you have the Messi Damn. factor. Yeah, really what you have, like you have, I've never picked against Messi. Uh, did, are, I, did you pick Messi against Bayern Munich last year? Because I, no. I remember picking Bayern Munich and no, being no, very happy Bayern with Munich. that pick. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm not trying to say PSG or There's Bayern Munich so much... level. They have their their faults too, but yeah, it just seems like Mbappe. I just and wonder how Cardi. good PSG is going to be because they have some injury problems as well. And I don't know. Yeah, but they're not going to be lacking in terms of offense. Like they literally they ran a four two three one out in their last match, uh, starting Mauro Icardi, Moaz Keane, Julian Draxler, and Kylian Mbappe. There's only one good Paredes player there, and Adrisagana Gay. <laughs> In, in that midfield. Like, I, that team doesn't sound that good, to be honest. You don't rate Icardi at all? Yeah, you don't rate no. Icardi or Draxler or... or no, or, they've all fallen, or like... Moss Kane. Like, Icardi was much better when he was in Italy, and Draxler just hasn't been good at all at PSG. He won man of the match their last game. <laughs> I mean... I don't really, I don't really care what they, what he, what the, the they do in also uh, the French league. Very underrated uh, subplot of this whole I'm matchup is uh, two former Southampton managers, great Southampton managers, going head to head. Oh, that is pretty oh, good. Shit. That is pretty good. That is that They've is made come ups. Some of them very, are worthy of those very come ups. Soccer Others are not. Uh, looking at you, coming, but for me, it, it comes down to mainly that the. Even with Pochettino just taking that job a month or two ago, I I, I, I kind of figure with the players he has available, he's going to be able, able to overcome Barcelona. That first leg is going to be at the Camp Nou, though, right. so it's not going to be in somewhere in Eastern Europe. So uh, they, they're going to have to try and survive that without getting blown out at Camp Nou. But hey, Sevilla just beat Barcelona like last week, so why can't PSG? Yeah, they beat him in the 
Uh, was that? I don't. It was I don't Copa think it was. Rey. It, it was might have been Copa del Rey. Like Copa del Rey semifinal. Yeah. Don't you don't you think yeah. there's a possibility that Messi's just like fuck this shit like I'm gonna be a god? Oh, okay. Because when you started that with, do you know there's a chance he's gonna be like fuck this shit? That that could be perceived one of two ways. Like I don't care about <laughs> yeah. what, what happens here because so, there's no fans anyway. Or yeah, I'm gonna end with a with a Champions League. He's been saying for the last like six years however long it's been since they last won it he's he's always like at the beginning of the season to their fans we have to win champions league this year like we have to do it right We're gonna do you it know for that you. it's like it's, and they never it's do their it priority they always choke so we'll see i'm gonna I, i'm gonna think they're gonna pull it out somehow i'm sure it'll be close though this this is gonna be a really fun tie honestly most of the ties are pretty good this year i'm hoping for goals in Barca PSG. Uh, Sevilla Dortmund should be an interesting one. They play as well this week. Uh, they play on Wednesday the 17th and then Tuesday on the 9th. There's a lot of talent on this Dortmund team that we hear about a lot. There's a lot of talent on the Sevilla side that we don't hear about as much. And part of me wants to lean Sevilla. I think they're a more experienced team. They've won things before, obviously winning Europa League again last year. They have experiences in in these types of tournaments. You've got veterans like Ivan Rakitic and uh, well, mainly just Rakitic. Well, it's pa- probably Papu just Rakitic, Gomez, but who they just signed from Atalanta. Yep. Oh, yep. And he already scored mm-hmm. in uh, one of his two games in La Liga against Getafe. So, I mean, Sim De Jong. Mm-hmm. Sorry, which De Jong am I thinking of? Is it Sim De Jong? Luke De Jong. Luke De Jong. That's it. Luke De Jong Luke. is pretty experienced. Then Yusuf and Nesri. Is one of the leading scorers in La Liga this this season. I'm more like interested to see if uh, Javier, if you have Dortmund coming out of this uh, of this, because I'm pretty heavy on Sevilla winning this. Yeah, I, uh, Dortmund have just been they they haven't looked good for a while. Like they they always have that Holland factor that can get them some goals, but. I kind of I kind of feel like Sevilla too. Um, I mean, I want to pick Dortmund, but because of Holland, just the way he's always played in Champions League. I mean, I don't think Dortmund have a chance of winning it. So like, so no, no, yeah. <laughs> I think I'm just gonna go with Sevilla too. It's just yeah, and I think that's mainly based off of Dortmund's form. They had like a. a a slight blip of good results when they restarted around New Year. Uh, Like they beat um, RB Leipzig 3-1 and I I think they had a 2-2 with Bayer Leverkusen. But there's been a bunch of games recently where they've just looked just completely off the pace and it doesn't matter if you have uh, Erling Haaland up top if he's not getting the service. In a lot of these games, he doesn't really get good chances until early in the second half when he's very frustrated and pushing all of his teammates to start like looking for him in certain positions again. Also, I was just really impressed with Sevilla specifically in that uh, that first game in the group that we played. They're on very them. good form in La Liga as well. I think they've won five or six straight. They've won uh, six straight in La Liga. They haven't lost a game since December 5th when they lost to Real Madrid. So yeah, they're in very good form in La Liga. And just on, just sitting in fourth place right now. So they still have a bit of a like a top four battle to contend with, along with this as well. So uh, yeah, I think they I think they come through against Dortmund. But again, it's going to be really tight, and I wouldn't be surprised if Holland or and Sancho just take over. So are we? We were going all going Dortmund then? Or, I think, sorry, we're all going Sevilla then. 
We're all going Sevilla. We're all going Sevilla. And I'm looking to it at Dortmund's lineup from this past weekend. Here's some of their more like veteran guys who are out right now. Witzel's gone until mid Mar- until late March. Pizchek's gone till late February. Thomas Munier, early March. And Thorgan Hazard had, an in- had a hamstring injury and he's back in training. Like, I'm not saying these are the most important players to them, but like they are starting, you know, Holland, Julia, uh, Gio Reyna, Jaden Sancho, Jude Bellingham in games right now that all of those guys are like under yeah, 23. It's a very young So goal. just, it's a very young team. So I'm intrigued to see what they can do. I'm excited to watch them, but um, I'm going to take Sevilla in this one. And that gets us to Porto and Juventus. Again, same same time and place at the as the Sevilla and Dortmund games, Wednesday the 17th and Tuesday the 9th. Juventus are one of the heaviest favorites going into games this week. I'm looking online at the sportsbook right now. We've seen Porto get to this stage of the Champions League and most years end up getting knocked out right around here. Juventus have been an up and down form under new manager Andrea Pirlo. In fact, losing this past weekend to Napoli and drawing their last game previous um, against Juventus. But what do you guys think? What do, What's... But it's here's the thing: it's Cristiano in the round sixteen of the Champions League. Like Cristiano's still playing well, so you got to think that he's going to get up for this game and and score possibly in both legs. He's he's playing well right now and he's fit, so I think if you have him playing well and it seems like Pirlo's got a little bit more stability. I know they lost it to Napoli, but they're still in it for the title and like they're very reliant on Ronaldo, which is. I mean, I don't know how that's going to translate into Champions League. I think Porto are are, are they're per, they're pretty good. I mean, they always present a threat in these situations, but they usually do kind of lose in these round of sixteen. If they make it to the, barely to the round of eight, like that's like they're you know that's really big for them. But yeah, I'm I'm going to go with Juventus. Like I don't I can't see I can't talk myself into Porto. Yeah, I think posing Porto as like a threat is kind of. Kind of disingenuous. They're, they're more of like a nuisance because they defend so aggressively. Sergio Contestal loves like his four four two, like tight defensive block. And sometimes, like right now in the, the Portuguese league, it's a problem for them because they've drawn each of their last three games, which is you know unheard of for a title challenger in Portugal. So I don't give them much of a chance against Juventus. If you're asking me if Ronaldo can do it for Juventus and win them the Champions League, I'd say no. But if you're asking me if Ronaldo can score a couple goals and uh, the rest of Juventus's very, still very stacked uh, squad can beat Porto in this round, I, I definitely think yes. Uh, but yeah, it might, it might be a bit of a nuisance. It might be kind of tough for them to break them down. It might end up like... 3-1 overall on aggregate or something like that. All right, we've got I'll four more ties left. That brings us to the games that'll start next week. And those first one is Atletico Madrid taking on Chelsea. The first game, which was supposed to happen at Atletico, is now going to be happening in Bucharest because Chelsea cannot get into Spain. Uh, I will throw this to you, Alex. How do you feel? You know, Chelsea have been in decent form. They obviously haven't played yet because we're taping on Sunday evening. They've been in decent form under new manager, manager Thomas Tuchel. What uh, do you give them a chance against one of the best teams in Spain right now? Yeah, I give us a chance, but it's definitely not going to be easy, and it's going to require, I think, uh, keeping it to as low scoring of a uh, of a tie as we possibly can, which you'd think would kind of uh, favor Atletico. 
But my, my big worry is that Luis Suarez just goes off in the first leg and, you know, we're kind of left le- looking at the second leg as like a training exercise like that, that Bayern Munich one was last year. So that's the ultimate fear. But uh, the reason I can't like really confidently like state a case for how Chelsea will do it is because all of the games Tuchel's played up to this point, and I suspect through to this uh, Newcastle game coming up tomorrow and the Southampton game next week, uh, is that he, he's used these games as uh, sort of a like data collection exercise of using mainly a 3-4-3 and trying to possess the ball a lot. But at times, like in the FA Cup, we've tested out a, a 4-3-3 uh, with Conte at the base of the three in midfield. Uh, it, it's probably more likely that they stick with the 3-4-3, but we don't know what the best lineup in that 3-4-3 is going to be. We know some players have played well, like Mason Mount and Callum Hudson-Odoi and uh, Aspilicueta obviously is very used to that right center back role. But I think Mason Mount's your best player right now, right? Yeah, Mason Mount's been our best player for the last two years. He should have won player of the year last year, like I said, but uh, he's really proving it this year. And some people... Uh, when Tuchel came in, they thought, oh, well, that's it for all of the academy players. But, you know, certain players like Hudson Odoi and Mason Mount have taken the opportunity by the scruff of the neck and they've pushed their names into consideration more so than Pulisic or uh, Ziyech. So those those players, I say, will probably be starting just because they have been the players that uh, Tuchel has leaned on so far. Um, the, the rest of the team, though, it's just really hard to say. I, I think we can do it, but I think if it's if we're going to do it, it's going to be like a 1-0 a over two legs or at most a 2-1. Uh, if it starts turning into a, a goal scoring festival, then I, I don't know if we can keep up with someone like Atletico Madrid right now because Luis Suarez... You know, while he has had injuries, he did just score a brace a week or two ago against Celta Vigo, and uh, he he has looked sharp of late. So uh, I'll leave Chelsea. I'm going to go with Atletico. Yeah, I mean, I understand. <laughs> they're first in La Liga. I, like, they're playing very well. They're yeah, they're they're first by a, a decent margin in La Liga, and they've just been. I think they've lost one game all season. I think I might put a future so, on it. Let it go to win the thing. I don't. It's it's not a bad it's not a bad look. I mean, I, I think Real and Barca just have problems that get exposed more in the league, and in the but Atletico Madrid this year has looked like the best team in La Liga, and defensively they're still amazing. I would just remind you that Bayern Munich still exists, and they did just uh, play against Bayern Munich in their group stage games. And well, I mean, you know, obviously Bayern so Munich well. haven't ran into Liverpool yet, so yeah, and, and Bayern Munich are the the big boys yeah i'm just saying like if you're if you're atletico might be a good uh like future bet to place if they're you get good odds for them but at some point you have you at you at some point in the champions league you will probably have to beat Bayern munich and okay so here's what i think the the chelsea board came and told tuchel though tuchel tuchel yeah i i think that in the champions league there's no expectation you guys already got out of the group stage that's good enough for money wise oh, for 100 percent. i mean there's expectation in terms of don't get they probably want out, him to get like top four if they were like they're like that's probably more important of a of a of a goal so i don't think that this is that important for chelsea or for tuchel i don't think that you should judge him too hard based on what that's why i think athletica wins because i don't think he's going to be like confident enough in his team to go out and beat a very organized well-drilled oil machine like Atletico are right now so it's and it's and I'm not gonna like take fault at that or 
you know, shoot him down any pegs. You know, I think what he's brought in to do is going to be hard, and that's going to be top getting top four in the league this year. So, Andrew, who are you picking, Andrew? Oh, I'm taking it. Let it go. You bastard. I, I understand. I, I told you. I told you. I was considering a future for Atletico you're to win the whole Atletico tournament. Too, Alex. I stood. Alex, no, taking, you're taking I'm Atletico taking too. You have a brain. I'm win. Well, yeah. Fuck Christian Pulisic's just going to go god mode. You're not winning. Obviously. This. No. In big letters. No. See right there in the Google Doc. It's bigger than your little Atletico letters. <laughs> Happy for you, Alex. Lazio, Bayern, Munich. <laughs> Uh, same times and uh, places as the Chelsea games, the 23rd of February and the 17th of March. Bayern Munich. Let's move on. Yep. <laughs> uh, Bayern Munich. <laughs> I mean, on? I would like to do a little more than that. I am excited to watch these games. Yeah, okay. I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm joking. But like Lazio are a decent side, but yeah, um, I don't, I don't really. Lazio are one of the biggest underdogs in the round right now on the sports book I'm looking at. They're at plus 410, and Bayern is the second heaviest favorite, um, and that's only Manchester City, who are minus 260, and Mönchengladbach's plus 600. And this is straight up in the first game. So I feel like I have not heard as much about Lazio in Serie A this year as I was last year, and that concerns me when you're playing a team with the pedigree of Bayern Munich, who just won the FIFA Club World Cup championship. So, I think that they started off the season really badly. They were down in like 13th they're, they're or 14th. They're in top 4 consideration and now. They're sitting in 7th, but they're they're 2 points off of Yeah, now top they're four. now they're yeah, and they I think they won their before this last loss to Inter Milan that they had this last weekend. They they won their previous I think 5 games. So, it's a team that I think has now come come onto form and I don't think that they're going to be like blown oh, away I think completely. They will be. I could see like them getting. I think they could get like a two-two result at Lazio oh, and then lose like four-one or I, something. I just at look like Bayern Munich, but here, here are some of the players that featured in, let's say, Lazio's like defensive five: Lucas Leva, Franco Acerbi, who is thirty-three years old. He's a good player, probably their best center back, but pace is not exactly his uh, his calling card. Uh, some guy named Patrick, who's a Spanish center back I'd never heard of, so I, I won't, I won't place, place judgment on that. And then Southampton legend Wesley Hote. And Pepe Reina's uh, in net for them, somehow. Yes. Somehow he's still playing football. Let, do you need me to run through the Bayern Munich uh, forward line uh, and midfield? I, I do kind of feel is, like... Sh- is it necessary? This yeah, screams Serge Gnabry cooking up in a pot. You're right, Alex. Like, All right. All like, right. Like, like Serge Gnabry, Leroy Sané other people for Bayern just putting people on their ass to be totally honest that's what yeah it's also the kind of game that a player like like we know Immobile will most likely have a good game maybe he'll be a bit frustrated but they'll lean on him for goals but if Milinkovic Savic wants like a big money move at some point which he's his agent has always talked about and thrown out there he's gonna have to yeah, show up have and like at least have Lazio good. be like in competition for the tie and you know affecting the game because i don't think he really has like a like a single moment you can point to and say hey that guy's worth spending 70 plus million on so um unless something like that happens i don't see lazio really having a chance it's probably going to be a blowout for Bayern munich yeah it's about how i see it atalanta taking on real madrid wednesday the 24th of february Tuesday, March 16th. This one is intriguing to me, to be totally honest. I have no idea where I'm going with this pick. 
Atalanta have changed a lot from the darlings that they were last year. They're obviously selling one of their better players to Sevilla in the January transfer window. And Real Madrid being in the competition for La Liga, but not one of the... I mean, the, the favorite right now is Atletico Madrid. I think on paper, Real Madrid has all the pieces to beat Atalanta. But I don't know if all those pieces are necessarily going to be healthier in the best form. But Alex, you watch. I feel like you watch Real Madrid and Atalanta more than I do. So I will go to you first. What do you? What are your thoughts here as they take on? Well, yeah, there's still Karim Benzema, so I feel like that in itself should be able to handle Atalanta. But what? What are your thoughts? I haven't looked at the uh, the the odds yet for this. Who's favored or not? To go through? Do you want the odds to go through, or do you want the odds just for the first game? The odds to go I, through. Just to, to go through. Um, That's all I care about. To qualify for the next round, Atalanta are plus one sixty eight, and Real Madrid are minus three ten. So Real Madrid are heavy okay. on heavy favorites. I'm taking Atalanta. Wow. I, I ride with them. They have all of the components to disassemble this Real Madrid team that Shakhtar Donetsk had in the group stage and did twice to Real. They may have lost Papu Gomez, which may scare people off because he has the highest FIFA rating on that team or used to. But uh, uh, Duvan Zapata has been sort of like a, a slow drip of scoring goals and, and playing well for them this season. Not necessarily his best season. Uh, Josip Ilicic has only just started scoring again, but he's been an absolutely amazing form. They just got back into the Coppa Italia final that they'll play against Juventus uh, in a couple weeks or months, I assume. Um, and then they have a whole host of very young, promising players in like Ruslan Malinovsky, the, I can't remember if he's Ukrainian or Russian, uh, attacking midfielder. Mario Pasalic, who's been there. Uh, Matteo Pessina, the 23-year-old Italian midfielder, who's been very good for them. Uh, so it, it's hard to say which of like this like group of players is going to be like the starter in that front three that needs to do so much work alongside Ilicic and Zapata. But uh, depending on how Atalanta want to approach the game, uh, you could plug in any one of those three or uh, like pro- probably a couple more different players. Uh, uh, oh, what's his name? Luis Muriel, the Colombian forward, mm-hmm. is the other one. He's their he's their leading scorer this season with like thirteen goals. I just see them being like an absolute like buzzsaw for Real Madrid to try and progress the ball through, and I I just don't trust the Cruz, Modric, Casemiro midfield anymore. It, it it hasn't guarded my trust for a long time, and I feel like you may even see something like uh, what we saw. Ajax do to Real Madrid two years ago. You may see something like that in one of these two legs where Real just get completely played off the field and Atalanta blow them out. Aren't Atalanta just going to try to, you know, do their best in the league? Like, they've got no chance of winning the Champions League. I know that, like, I feel like Real have, they have the superstars, they have the players to show up in these types of games and... I think isn't Eden, Eden Hazard going I, to be back? I just back? can't trust like, Eden Hazard to be back. Every time he comes back, he plays a game, kind of plays well, then plays another one, plays a little bit better, and then gets injured again. Like I, I don't know if you can use him as a like a trustworthy figure to uh, place Real Madrid's hopes on right now. I just think that like in these types of games, they Real has they they still have that mystique of being Real Madrid, and I don't know. I feel like that's more awful. They're always a bit. hard to beat. There's, this isn't the Cristiano Ronaldo, like, they're going to get the result that they need. They don't. Yeah, I think it'll be close, but I'm going to go with Real. I think the experience is going to shine. And Atalanta are going to have to focus on uh, the league. That's actually not as true as you think. Atalanta right now are in sixth place in Serie A, but they're only two points off top four. Yeah, they're, they're, like, they're, they're in the same place Lazio are. 
and they're playing probably yeah. better right now. I, I'm going to take Atalanta because I don't think Real Madrid have the clutch factor anymore. Like, not having Cristiano, and I, this is no disrespect for, to Kareem Benzema, but I don't know if Benzema is enough unless unless Hazard gets on, like, God form going into the second leg or even the first leg because there's still another week or so, week and a half until that first game. I'm gonna take uh, I'm gonna take Atalanta and ride with Alex here, and that leads us to our last game: uh, Borussia Mönchengladbach, Manchester City. Um, that the first leg is on the February 24th. The second leg is on March 16th. Manchester City are the biggest favorites. Well, at least to win the first leg, I can get you their odds to go through. The biggest favorites outside of Bayern Munich to um, to advance, and I don't understand why I don't understand why anyone would take not take Manchester City to win this based on the form that they're in in England. They're pulling away in the league, and they are minus 1150 to advance. Yeah, I mean, they're in an insane form right now. They're, Which means you would have to put up 11... Domestic form that we've seen You would have to put up almost 11, I mean, more than $1,100 to cash out, to win $100 is what that means. That's how like heavy a favorite they are against Gladbach. Who, if I'm correct, have really struggled in? Haven't they struggled in the Bundesliga quite a lot this year? So yeah, their their start to the season wasn't great. Even though their Champions League group stage run they played really well in, uh, but in their last like month or so since the the restart, the beginning of January, they have wins in the league over Bayern Munich three two, Borussia Dortmund four two. They they haven't uh, won any of their last three games against lesser opposition. And they like drew Wolfsburg, who are a pretty good side in, in Bundesliga this year. Drew them nil nil yesterday. Um, so they're not exactly like banging in the goals like they used to. But I, I think they have more of a chance against Manchester City than like Lazio do against Bayern Munich. So that's that seems kind of strange to me that uh, Manchester City are the heaviest favorite uh, to go through. But at the same time, that's not saying much. I'm still picking Manchester City, but Marco Rosa the. Uh, Munchen Gladbach manager. I think he's up there on the same level as like a Nagelsmann uh, in terms of like how how much consideration he should be given for a like a big step up uh, in his managerial career. He's an excellent manager and he can pull off any sort of system. He's probably next in line at Bayern Munich, man. No, actually, you know, it's funny. Get German football news. Wrote an article five hours ago. That Borussia Dortmund could report Marco Rose as their that would head coach be an this month. Insane move for uh, Dortmund, and it would like change the outlook of of their long term future. I I think, uh, but I don't know if they'll be able to get him away from Munchen Gladbach mid season. I don't know. That seems like Gladbach still have a lot to play for. They're they're in the same position as uh, Dortmund in the league, just looking outside of the Champions League places. So maybe Javier's theory of them not really taking the Champions League uh, as seriously, like the actual competition, as a means of you know competing for it more for qualification. Uh, maybe they just rotate the team and take their beating and and head back to Bundesliga. So uh, I'll, I'll pick Man City, but if Mönchengladbach wanted to make uh, this competitive, I think they could. They could make it at least close. How close is close? I don't know. The first leg being at home for them, maybe they could get like a two-two, and then make. Well, it's not home. It's the same. It's going to be in Budapest, it's be the same situation. It, yeah, no, it's not. Yeah, it's I don't not think gonna it's going to happen, dude. They're going to like. They're going to lose like probably like two-nil, and then they're going to lose three-nil in at Manchester. 
well, if they, again, if that game ends up getting played in Manchester, I feel like both maybe, these games... Maybe 3-1, three, 3-1. One, three, one. Like, I could see them score on the second leg, but I think that City take care of them in the first leg. This is where it gets fun. I will say this, I will be doing picks. I'll probably have four picks per match week, uh, I think is what I'm shooting at, but we'll see. I'll find probably something to bet on for every game. Um, I've already got a couple written down for this week. So uh, check out Twitter and Instagram for those at Ghost Gold Pod at Andrew Pissarro at ASMoss92 at JavierRev9. We'll be back at some point this week recapping the weekend that was in the Premier League, getting you ready for next weekend, which will have a Merseyside Derby and a whole bunch more. Uh, thank you guys for listening. And until next time. See you.